0: For your morning, all the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.
1: Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather this Tuesday, January 3rd. 50 degrees, scattered rain. Here's everything you need to know. The top five
0: at five.
2: The league is going to officially suspend play for this evening.
1: The Bills Bengals game suspended after Bills safety. Damar Hamlin goes into cardiac arrest following a hit. The suspect in the New Year's Eve machete attack on three NYPD officers admits to Islamic extremism. More allegations of lying from the ex-boyfriend of Long Island Congressman-elect George Santos, who's under federal and local investigation over his false claims. The quadruple murder suspect in the University of Idaho killings plans to waive extradition. Cardinal Timothy Dolan in Rome, among tens of thousands of mourners, paying tribute to the late Pope Benedict XVI. Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin in critical condition this morning at a hospital after collapsing and going into cardiac arrest during Monday night's Bills-Bengals game. The 24-year-old Hamlin stood up and collapsed following the hit. Medical personnel revived Hamlin. He was rushed to a hospital. Players and personnel knelt on the field. CNN sports anchor Corey Weyer, who played for the Bills, said the experience rang a little too close to home for
3: him. One time when I was in college playing for Stanford, we were playing against the Washington Huskies, and their safety came up to make a hit, much like DeMar, and um, he got paralyzed from the waist down. And then when I played for the Buffalo Bills, my teammate Kevin Everett, we were covering a kickoff together, and uh, he got paralyzed. So seeing those scenes you know kind of brings it back
1: the game suspended with five minutes 58 minutes left in the first quarter the nfl then officially postponed the contest about an hour later shortly after 10 p.m eastern time on the main team charged in that attack on three nypd officers has now made statements to investigators that strengthened their belief the attack was motivated by islamic extremism 19 year old trevor bickford told cops he shouted alo akbar before allegedly attacking three officers with a knife New Year's Eve. Bickford was charged Monday afternoon with attempted murder as well as assault. New York City Mayor Eric Adams praised the efforts of officers on the scene.
3: New Yorkers visited here. They visited and saw thousands of officers uh, who were in the area making sure that we could have a safe bringing in, in the New Year's. And the, the three officers involved in this incident, they were doing just that.
1: Upon arrival in New York, the suspect made a large donation with cash to the Bowery Mission where investigators believe was meant to satisfy a Muslim tenant of charity. Investigators also looking into what brought Bickford to a park in Queens, Forest Park, Queens, when he arrived in Manhattan on December 29th. It's a remote uh, part of the city there and whether or not he intended to meet anybody is under investigation. More allegations of lying against Long Island representative-elect George Santos. Despite federal and local investigations, he is scheduled to be sworn in today as the 118th Congress convenes in Washington, D.C. Representative Kevin Brady spoke to Fox News Sunday.
3: One, he can try to politically uh, write it out. We've seen that happen in Washington, D.C. Or he can take the tougher choice, which is, I think, look, own, own every lie. That he's made apologize to everyone and anyone uh, for as long as it takes. But secondly, you you got to change your life here. Something's there's a real problem here.
1: His uh, former living boyfriend uh, Pedro Velarva told the New York Times that he discovered Santos's alleged dishonesty more than a decade ago. Well, the teenage suspect in the fatal stabbing of four University of Idaho college students is due in court today. It's expected that Brian Christopher Koberger will waive extradition back to Idaho, where he faces four counts of first-degree murder. He's scheduled to appear in Monroe County Court this afternoon for that extradition hearing. Hayden Stinchfield, who was a student in the class that Koberger was a teacher's assistant in, spoke to CNN about his experiences with Koberger.
3: Definitely around then, he started grading everybody just 100s. Not like, like, like you pretty much if you turned something in, you were getting high marks. And he stopped leaving notes. It was just, uh, you know, he seemed preoccupied, is what I would have said at the time. And now, obviously, he seems like he was probably pretty preoccupied.
1: And Koberger expected to be returned to Idaho within the 72 hours of today's hearing. Koberger's family said there are no words that can adequately express the sadness we feel in an issued statement. Over 65,000 mourners have paid respects to the late Pope Benedict XVI as he lay in state in St. Peter's Basilica in Rome Monday. Thousands and thousands of people filed by to pay tribute. The increasingly frail 95-year-old former pontiff passed away Saturday. Here's what mourners from all around the world have to say. Pope Benedict was, uh, before all, a man of faith personal faith, very profound and solid. We thought he was
3: a wonderful man and um, appreciated his pontificate and his um,
2: his guidance.
1: New York Cardinal Timothy Dolan in Rome for funeral services for the late pontiff. The funeral of Benedict XVI will be held at 9.30 a.m. on Thursday, January 5th. Well, moving on now to your national and international news, Rackenbridge, Pennsylvania's police chief Justin McIntyre killed Another police officer injured. This happened during a shootout on Monday. The suspected gunman was shot and killed by police eventually. Aaron Lamont Swan was considered armed and dangerous. Officers on foot spotted Swan wanted for a probation violation involving a weapons charge. A foot chase ensued. Two shootings occurred. The chief shot in his head and the second officer shot in his leg. Darren Murray, who reportedly lives on the street where the chase started, spoke to WTAE in Pittsburgh. There was a um,
3: suspect that had crashed pretty close to my house. And then uh, not long after, there's cops circling the area, lying up and down the roads. And I happened to look out the window and I saw him, the suspect, running through the woods down over the hill by my house. So I let the uh, authorities know, like an uncountable number, multiple exchanges of fire.
1: Following the shooting, Swan allegedly carjacked a vehicle as detectives gave chase. Swan allegedly crashed the car into a housing development area and fled. While fleeing from the crash site, he allegedly opened fire on the officers who returned fire. Swan was hit in the head and died at the scene. Investigators recovered two different handguns, one at the scene of the Brackenridge shooting and another where Swan was killed, according to Allegheny County Police. And investigations will be conducted on all three shootings well the crypto king he is expected in manhattan court today 77 wabc's bob brown reports
2: the disgraced young crypto king is set to plead not guilty to fraud charges reports say sam bankman fried the former ceo of ftx accused of stealing billions from customers since 2019 will plead not guilty in a new york court today he's been extradited from the bahamas since his company collapsed and he's been charged with fraud here in new york city i'm bob brown for the 77 wabc early news
1: well the 180 180- 18th Congress convening today, choosing leaders and former House Speaker Newt Gingrich Monday blasted a group of five Republicans opposed to minority leader Kevin McCarthy, likely becoming House Speaker today. Gingrich says their refusal to fall in line will cause chaos in the House chamber.
2: I don't understand what they're doing. They're not voting against Kevin McCarthy. They're voting against over 215 members of their own conference. <clears throat> Their conference voted overwhelmingly, 85 percent, for McCarthy to be speaker. So this is a fight between a handful of people and the entire rest of the conference.
1: Gingrich served as House Speaker from 1995 to 1999. He was responding to comments earlier Monday by Representative Bob Good, the Republican out of Virginia member of the so-called Never Kevin group. The 79-year-old Gingrich said... The Quintet's only statement in opposing McCarthy was they have the right to screw up everything. The full House votes on selecting the next speaker today. Today, marking the end of Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's reign, of course, a Democrat, longtime Democrat out of California, following two decades where she officially is stepping back today from her leadership position, although she will remain in Congress. Pelosi, the first and only woman to be chosen as Speaker of the House, will again be sworn into the House During our last press conference as Speaker, Pelosi remarked on the internal struggles between the five Republicans opposed to Kevin McCarthy and the minority leader. No, I think they'll have a speaker. I hope that they would be able to resolve their differences on January 3rd and just come through with um, uh, with a a vote to proceed. I do think it's the sooner the better because we have important work to do. And Hakeem Jeffries of Brooklyn expected to be chosen as a minority leader. Pelosi now 82 years old. She held court twice recently with a small group of reporters in the Board of Education room on the first floor of the Capitol. It's a small ornate room that used to be the men only haunt of the only House member to lead a caucus longer than Pelosi. The legendary Texas Democrat Sam Rayburn. Pelosi has retrofitted the room away from a Texas macho vibe into a tribute to women's suffrage. Unless Missouri Governor Mike Parson grants clemency, Amber McLaughlin will become the first transgender woman executed in the United States today. She's scheduled to die by injection for killing a former girlfriend back in 2003. McLaughlin's attorney is Lawrence Comp. He spoke to Fox 2 St. Louis.
3: You're not rejecting what jurors in St. Louis County found. If anything, you're giving them power, back power, and it shouldn't reside with one person, not one
1: judge. Um, it should be, it should be a reflection of the consensus of the community. And we don't have that here. A judge sentenced McLaughlin to death after a jury deadlocked on the sentence. McLaughlin was convicted of first degree murder and rape back in 2006. And a court in 2016 ordered a new sentencing hearing, but a federal appeals court panel reinstated the death penalty in 2021. Well, the FAA said on Monday night that a computer issue, a glitch, which slowed all flight traffic in Florida's airspace on Monday, Amid one of the busiest travel days of the year has now been resolved. That glitch causing hours-long flight delays for travelers. Debbie Swartz, a traveler, spoke to WJXT in Jacksonville about her experiences. Well, so as we were driving from Fort Lauderdale, uh, we my daughter would see, uh-oh, flight got delayed, you know, once, then it was twice, now three times. So, uh, and then now finding out that there's a bigger problem about the uh, flights getting in and out of Florida. I'm definitely a bit worried. And the delay comes after a turbulent few weeks for airlines with thousands of flight delays. Alternative great Martina Navratilova announcing Monday she's battling two forms of cancer, throat and breast cancer, but she says her athletic training will help her through her treatment.
0: Being a top top-level athlete, pro athlete, you learn to be positive so that came in very handy
1: as a as a as a patient being a positive person helped a lot and surround yourself with positive people as well she won wimbledon a record nine times in singles and doubles matches 80 times she's set to begin treatment next week 77 wabc news time five fifteen. We welcome back justin alec with well, sports good morning
3: yeah. uh, good morning good tuesday morning it's good to be back and uh, we got your sports here some dark news that we have to um, climb here to start with uh, from the Monday Night Football Contest last night between the Buffalo Bills and Bengals in Cincinnati. I'd give you a final score, but the game never got that far as the contest was postponed after Buffalo safety DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field after suffering a, suffering a cardiac arrest midway through the opening quarter. CPR was administered to Hamlin, H 24, 24, on the field for multiple minutes after he collapsed Following his tackle of Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins, Hamlin thankfully had his heartbeat restored on the field, but he's currently in critical condition at a Cincinnati hospital, the Bills said in a statement very early this morning. The NFL has not provided an update on potentially rescheduling the game as the league enters the final week of its regular season. But I'm not sure really anybody cares at this point. Uh, Prayers are going out, of course, for DeMar Hamlin and his family. I know his mother was in attendance at the game. So, tough subject. Hopefully he makes a full recovery here. And over to local action last night. The Nets on the hardwood, they eviscerate the San Antonio Spurs at home by a score of 139-103. to Kyrie Irving, he was the ringleader for Brooklyn, sinking his first seven-shot attempts before following up uh, his first miss of the night with this emphatic... Put back, James. Alex Irving with 10 to shoot. That's a built the lead back to 17. Watanabe, spin, fend off, jumper. That call, courtesy of the Yes Network Irving, would end his night with a game high 27, while his partner in crime Kevin Durant added 25 in route to Brooklyn's 12th straight victory. The Nets have now ridden uh, what's the longest winning streak in the NBA this season to within a game of the Boston Celtics for the best record in the league. They'll try and make it 13 in a row in Chicago against the Bulls tomorrow night. And as for the Knicks, they were winners as well. They best the Phoenix Suns 102-83 to at the Garden. Julius Randle, let all scoring with his 28. And Jalen Brunson, he made a return after missing three contests with a sore right hip with his 24 points. The win snaps a three-game skid for at home for the Knicks. They'll try and keep it going on home turf uh, come tomorrow come tomorrow night when they welcome in the aforementioned Spurs and looking ahead to action tonight on the ice. That's really all it is. Carolina Hurricanes, they pay the Rangers visit at the Garden at 7 p.m. and the Islanders, they'll be out in Vancouver against the Canucks at 10 p.m. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Here's Lou Dobbs with your financial
1: report.
2: This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs financial report.
0: Wall Street starting the new year on a short week. Recession fears still high coming off the worst year for the market since 2008. December Fed minutes come out tomorrow. Economists looking for more rate hike clues, and Wall Street targeting hikes to continue lower but for longer. Recent data shows prices and inflation coming down. The Fed says they still need more evidence. A big week for the labor market. Job openings forecast to have dipped slightly in November. Wall Street targeting a sharp decline in non-farm payrolls last month down to 180,000. The Fed looking for clues from the job market that remains stubbornly tight. An earnings season ramping up in the new year. Walgreens reports earnings this week. Forecasts to report a decline in annual earnings as well as lower revenue. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
2: Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
1: All right, checking your futures, the Dow up 317 points at 33,602.95%, S&P up 40 and three-quarter points. The NASDAQ has risen under 28 points, gold up $18.70 an ounce, and crude oil down 18 cents a barrel at $80.08. The
0: WABC Early News.
1: Right, news Time 520, Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Well, a car crashed into an Inwood bar and grill, striking 18 people last night. This happened at West 204th Street and Broadway about 9 p.m., and then this vehicle sped off. At least a dozen people were hurt and hospitalized. The FDNY says the people were treated and taken to area hospitals. Their exact conditions unknown this morning. But as of last night, the FDNY said nobody was hurt critically. All the injuries are considered non-life-threatening. The vehicle fled from the scene after striking the pedestrians. Cops still looking for that driver in that vehicle. Suspected a New York City subway shooter Frank James expected to today plead guilty to federal terrorism charges. James expected to appear in a federal court this afternoon in Manhattan. Prosecutors say James allegedly set off smoke bombs before he opened fire on a northbound N train as it approached the Sunset Park station in Brooklyn back in April, April 12th. A total of 10 people were wounded in that melee, and before the shooting, James had posted several videos online espousing radical and extreme views on race and other topics.
0: And I tell American Negro this, I keep telling you the same thing. White people and black people, as we call ourselves, should not have any contact with each other. You still refuse to understand this.
1: And James faces a possible sentence of life in prison. Several other people were injured in that attack and treated for smoke inhalation. With a massive multi-hospital nurses strike looming all across New York City, one hospital now has cut a deal with unions to prevent a walkout amid the so-called triple-demic. 787 WABC's Alex Barnard reports.
3: New York Presbyterian Hospital reached a deal with its nurses over the weekend. Their nurses will get 18% raises over three years, incentives to retain experienced nurses, a promise to address understaffing, and no cuts to health benefits for nurses. Seven other hospitals across the city still face possible walkouts by nurses January 9th, including Mount Sinai, Montefiore, Maimonides, and four others. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Alex Barnard.
1: Oh, Suffolk County cops say an Amityville, New York woman arrested for allegedly texting threats to the Smith Haven Mall where she worked.
2: Suffolk County Police Commissioner Rodney Harrison says officers responded to Smith Haven Law in Lake Grove after Tasia Morales allegedly texted 911 to report a bomb threat and a person with a gun inside the mall.
3: The exact wording for that was help. There's a bomb... Uh, at the mall near the Barnes & Nobles, as well as Sin Help uh, Alexa has a gun.
2: Officers conducted a thorough search, determining there was no threat to the public, adding Morales is a mall employee who may have falsified other 911 bomb threats. Those also related to the mall. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early
1: News. In new York City recorded its first homicide of 2023. Happened a few hours into the new year. 63-year-old Sergio Garcia, or Beto as friends call him, was stabbed in his chest and then died. And uh, the stabbing during a dispute in the Bronx possibly over a parking space. Friends of Garcia held a vigil yesterday afternoon as the suspects on the run. Marta Roman, Vito's neighbor, spoke to ABC 7.
3: I couldn't act for a better neighbor. I'm
1: going to be honest with you.
3: Nobody can't tell me nothing or the reason why they did that to him because there's no reason for that.
1: You understand? It shouldn't have got to that extreme. Multiple cameras captured Garcia and his girlfriend first arguing before he gets into his black van and she doesn't seem to want to go in. Now, a few minutes later, people came out of the building next door and argued with the couple before this whole thing escalated into a physical altercation and the man and the woman were stabbed. And despite being hurt, police say that Garcia managed to drive to nearby Bronx, Lebanon Hospital, where Garcia died. His girlfriend survived the stabbing after being injured in her torso. and investigation is ongoing. A 45-year-old man was shot to death inside of his Wyandanch home early Monday. Homicide detectives from Suffolk County Police are investigating this death. They've identified this victim as 45-year-old Herbie Legros of 89 South 29th Street. Suffolk County cops say they discovered this man at approximately 12.10 a.m. on Monday after a 911 caller reported somebody had been shot at that location in Wyandanch. Legos was pronounced dead at the scene by a physician assistant from the office of the Suffolk County Medical Examiner. Detectives asking anybody with information about the homicide to call the homicide squad at 631-852-6392 or Crime Stoppers at 1-800-220-TIPS. They say all calls will be kept confidential. Tragedy in New Jersey. Authorities say they have recovered the body of a second man now believed to have drowned while ice fishing at a New Jersey reservoir. The first man's body has already been recovered. A 76-year-old Passaic man from New Jersey and a 68-year-old Clifton man, also in New Jersey, failed to return after heading for Kinnelon on Friday to go ice fishing at the Split Rock Reservoir. Prosecutors out of Morris County said that Kinnelon police met family members at the reservoir and found the men's personal belongings on the shoreline. Two holes were observed in the ice about 100 yards from the shore, according to officials. Ice rescue teams recovered the body of one man on Saturday, but the search for the second man was halted that night due to weather and darkness. Dive teams resumed the search for the second victim on Sunday, and authorities said his body was recovered Sunday afternoon in the identities of those men not yet released from county prosecutors. Well, as expected, a famed comedy club here in Manhattan, Caroline's now shuttered on Broadway. Owner Caroline Hirsch had announced in a social media post back in December that she had decided not to renew the lease. So no surprise here. The final shows were actually on New Year's Eve. But Hirsch said she will continue to expand the Caroline's brand and bring comedy to people in more places. While continuing to grow the New York Comedy Festival through the city and the country. Carolines launched in Chelsea some 40 years ago before moving to the South Street Seaport and then finally to Times Square back in 1992. 77 WABC News Time, 529. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. If you missed our top five and five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com.
0: It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.